Welcome back to Trends in Low Places, a comedic exploration of the dumbest stories of the day. I am one of your hosts, Mike Cushing. And I am the kit to his night rider, Michael Howard. Damn it. Was his <laughs> name Michael in that? Yep. It, it oh, definitely okay. was. Yeah. Yeah. So it works out. Michael Knight. Say, Michael Rider. Knight. I just want to say beep boop, but that, I don't think Kit said that. It's been a long time since I've seen Knight Rider. And I think I only saw like two episodes. Really? Yeah. Well, you I should, remember watching it. You but should it go was back on, and watch like, it. Okay. Like right Can now. I, I, yeah. No, just. I'll, I'll be back. <laughs> <laughs> I do remember like. I think that was my only like real because I wasn't allowed to watch Baywatch. And mm-hmm. I think that was mm-hmm. like my only real introduction to Hasselhoff until mm-hmm. I was like much older. And I got I got why people thought it was cool. Yeah, I get why the Germans liked him so much. Was was Mr. Feeney the voice of Kit or something weird like that? Maybe I hope so. <laughs> I think that's what I remember, but I'm not 100 percent sure. Yeah, he 100% was. Yes. <laughs> Which is pretty great. Yeah. Maybe that's why I liked it so much. <laughs> He's a spy car and then also... Um, the Your favorite principal. teacher and principal. Yeah. Who somehow just goes with you through through school? Through all of school. All Middle, of school, high school, college. college. You know, that's, that's, just what, that's just how teachers roll. If they really yeah. care about you, that's what they do. I can't think of a bigger nightmare than like my elementary school principal still being like my best friend (laughs) did you know who like did you actually actively talk to your principal at at any point uh yeah so actually throughout so i I went to the same school from like preschool through middle school and for a good bit of time the principal was like my dad's best friend oh um which act was actively a detriment to me at a couple of times because <laughs> um, I don't know if I've told you the story, but there was one time I was supposed to get spanked by my dad um, for doing something. I was like, it was probably something pretty trivial because I was an angel of uh-huh, a child. Sure. But um, my, my parents, like as, as much as I, I frown on their corporal punishment uh, <laughs> then and now, um, they were always really good about like, go to your room and let me cool off for half an hour before I physically strike you. Um, so on this, this occasion, I, uh, my, you know, I was down in my room to think about what I did, which I spent in terror. And I put on every single pair of underwear that I owned. And my dad just was like, okay, Mikey, come on out for your, your spanking. So I waddled out wearing like 40 <laughs> pairs of like tidy whitey BVDs and my dad just started laughing and he's like, okay, just go back to your room. But the next day I got called to the principal's office, which was not uncommon because like he was my dad's best friend and sometimes he would like give me stuff for my dad. But he just like, I go into his office. He's like, hey, Mikey, I've got a gift for you from your dad. Lean over the desk. And oh, he spent no. me. What? Which, so yes, I I had a, a weird relationship with my principal. Wait, that was up. a thing that like teachers and principals still did when you were in school. Mm-hmm. I think I was like eight. Good God! Christian school coming at you. Um. So yeah, again, I was just gonna so, ask like if the fact that you got called to the principal's office if that like made you basically the equivalent of like a snitch around school, but no. apparently not. No. He, yeah. You'd think he wanted to get on your good side, be like, hey, find out where all the drugs are coming from, Mikey. Also, I have to hit you so this looks real, (laughs) so no one will suspect you. If you go back with a black eye, everyone knows you're not a snitch. Everyone will know. If I throw you in the hole for a week. 
I need to know where those non-Christian pogs are coming from. (laughs) (laughs) I've heard about illicit metal slammers. (laughs) You need to break up that ring. Uh, It was a sad day when they banned pogs in school, huh? I know, man. Actually, that same principal also spanked my brother when he was in middle school. So he, like, physically spanked a 13-year-old boy. Which, now that I look back on it, it's even weirder when I say it out loud to to an audience of hundreds, dozens of people. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's not not okay. It's not okay. Well... 90s, man. It was a wild time. No rules. <laughs> it's like the Wild West out there in Christian school in West Palm Beach. Mm-hmm. Uh, how about you? Did you have any uh, any run-ins with your No, your I was principal? never. I don't even think I knew who my principal was. Um, in high school, my principal was also my AP English teacher, That's which weird. was weird, especially because uh, most of the, you know, we were reading, you know, literature, and mm-hmm. he would ask us what it told us about the Bible, which... <laughs> Seemed like an odd thing to, to ask, because like Sumerian creation myths don't typically have much to do with Jesus. But here we go. <laughs> no, are. yeah, like in high school, we had, um, they weren't called vice principals. They were like the people underneath the principal, but th- there was like three of them for the different programs in the school. So I know who that guy was, but I honestly could not even tell you what my principal looked like. Yeah, I guess it's different when, like, my graduating class in high school had, like, 92 people. Mm, yeah, yeah, I think my, my all of my grades in elementary school were probably, like, 60 to 100 tops. So, like, you know, a little easier to know your principal. Mm. A little more hands-on. But, uh, Michael, what do you got going on for me this week? Yeah. Uh, mostly it's been bad, but, we, I mean... It's been real new bad. Star Wars, new Star Wars trailers out? Yeah, yeah. I, I'm, I've got, I got sick and I lost our... The big race. The big race. You got weekend. smoked. I got smoked. Yeah. yeah. Tell tell us all about it. Yeah, well, I mean, for one, apparently Rachel is a camel and doesn't need water, even though it was like the, the hottest hottest day on record in uh, in Washington, D.C. in Since October. Since the 1800s. Yeah. Yeah. yeah uh-huh. Just so for listeners who might not remember, uh, Michael and I and a couple of our friends all ran the Army 10 miler in Washington, D.C. this weekend, and Michael had a... A wager with his wife mm-hmm. that if he, if he won the big race, he would get a hot tub for their new their new home, and if she won, she got to pick out their next dog uh, with no input from Michael. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so uh, I lost because um, I'm sick and I demand a rematch. There are no official results because they they canceled the they turned the race into a fun run um, midway through because of the heat and humidity. Which all things considered, can we not call it a fun run? Because nothing about that was a no, good time. No, it was, it was miserable. It was miserable, it was and my nipples chafed, and they still kind of hurt, Kush, I'm not going to lie. Um, <laughs> the, it was it was hot. I almost died. Uh, and now I have a sinus infection, and I, nothing about it was good. Nothing. It yeah. was all bad. It was all very, very bad. So it sounds like the, the cards were stacked against you from the beginning. I the think Rachel knew this. did yeah. not want me to have a hot tub, and... I'm very angry at the universe, so. I assume Rachel doesn't care about your your whining and complaining and all your belly aching? No, she was like, are you sure you're not just tired? And I'm like, no, I'm not just tired. I've been tired before, Rachel. (laughs) (laughs) But maybe when she comes home today and still sees that I'm sick, she will at least give me the benefit of the doubt. Yeah, although, I mean, I'm not accusing you of this, Michael, but sometimes when I didn't want to go to school one day or like I didn't do homework, I would tell my dad that I was sick <laughs> and I had a fever because he 
I knew he wouldn't check it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I'm a grown ass adult, and I get and I could admit when when uh when I got beat fair and square. That's fair, but um, it's bullshit. I want to re. It's not even about the hot tub anymore. I don't care about the hot tub. I just want a rematch when I'm. You when just I'm want better. to beat your wife. Yeah. Okay. I want to best her in a in a race. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Best your wife in competition. Yes. Not beat. Not beat <laughs> your not, wife. I do not want to. I do not want to do that. Um. I don't even want to say it because you know the fake news will just grab a clip of it and then play it over and over again. And mm-hmm. then then you'll have to take an IQ test against your wife. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, Boise. Um. Yeah. It's a it's a dumb week. It all, it all it all matters and it's only tuesday <laughs> yeah yeah no um got a long way to go on this one i guess yeah what a year this week has been um well michael um i had a couple things we could talk about there was uh there are a couple things right in our wheelhouse first i'm going to ask you to spell the word the word sherbet for me uh it, it's it's sherbet damn it did you see that article too no i just i learned this um a long time ago, and it blew my mind for like a good week that it wasn't Sherbert. Yeah. yeah, so I just saw an article ye- yesterday on Lifehacker saying, why does everyone add an extra R to the word <laughs> Sherbet? And it literally blew my fucking mm-hmm. mind. Yep. I've always said Sherbert. My my dad has always said Sherbert. He's the one who introduced yeah. it to me. I remember when I had chicken pox, I, I alternated between eating rice pudding and orange Sherbert. Mm-hmm. Or Sherbet. Whatever the fuck it is, but it's sher- sherbet and sorbet actually, which is the weirdest part. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, sherbet, I, um, I think is how they say it. But like, I saw the word and I was like, "That's not correct." <laughs> There's a second R in that word, um, and apparently, this all might go back to um, the big band era in 1939 when composer Ben Homer released a hit called "Shoot the Sherbet to Me, Herbert." But in the song, he said, shoot the Sherbert to me, Herbert. So he mispronounced it, even though he spelled it correctly in the title of the song. And apparently that just snowballed into everyone in the whole entire fucking, I'm, I'm not going to say world, continent of the United States. Just mispronouncing it. Damn, the 30s were a wild time when one guy saying a word in, in a song can change the entire lexicon. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. People are still adding pretty stupid words to the old dictionary these days. So <laughs> if anything, it happens even faster now. But yeah, I it blew my mind because I, I think I'm a pretty educated person. I'm a very good speller. If you had asked me what I asked you, I would have spelled it with two R's. Yeah. Because it's Sherbert. Yeah, no, I don't remember when I learned it, but it, it, was, um, it, it was a weird day for me. You know what? Speaking of things that, that uh, I did not know... Um, I was looking through the Reddit and there was a, a question that was like, oh, what kind con- what common misconceptions did you have when you were a child that you find hilarious now? Mm-hmm. And somebody posted and, and one of the things they put on there was that ponies are not baby horses. And I said, say what now? And all of the replies underneath that were like, I'm a 50 year old man and I did not know that ponies were not horses. And then somebody linked a, posted a link to a Wikipedia article. And sure enough, ponies are a type of horse and they're yeah. just small horses and they're not actually baby horses. Did you think Shetland ponies grew up to be Shetland horses at some point? I thought I was not. I don't I have no idea. I thought did that you think Shetland little ponies, Sebastian eventually became big Sebastian. No, no, no. I thought of the Shetland <laughs> pony was was just it was called a Shetland pony because it was small. Okay. 
It had the it had the qualifier of Shetland in front of it. I didn't know that just a pony was a different type of horse. Yeah, I'm trying to think of shit I thought would because like when kids are like, oh, I want a pony. I just assume they wanted a a baby horse. Yeah, I get. I can see how that makes sense. I like. I guess I I'd never really thought about it too too much. <laughs> I kind of. I think I just offhand knew that ponies were ponies, but. I thought they were, they came out when they were babies, they were foals, and then they were like, as they were like teenagers, they were ponies, and then they grew up into horses. Yeah, I, I think I always just kind of assumed that they were hobbit horses. Like they were just, <laughs> they were just, you know, smaller. They lived in a different place. And occasionally they had important missions to well, do. Well, aren't you special? Yeah. Maybe you should go eat sherbet on your stupid pony. Yeah. There is one on here that, uh, so I, I think I found the thread, or maybe not, but um, the top comment was, I thought that the black market was an actual outdoor market where you could buy stolen <laughs> items. And like, I 100% yep. thought that as a kid. Yeah, no, like, I totally. I wanted to go to the black market pretty badly. Yeah, where where is the black is market? It? I think you take the Silk Road to the uh, black market. Okay, yeah, and then you can buy all the cocaine and guns you want. Mm. I just assumed the black market like was a place that was in like Aladdin, like a, yeah. like Aladdin times. Right, like you go there, you could go to the market and you get bread and rugs. You just had to go to Agrabah. Someone, yeah, sold you some great. But then you smelling, went down. Like, you went down the dark alley and you came out into the black market where they had all the good stuff. Interesting. I would I would make a Diagon Alley joke here, but you didn't you didn't read those books. No, but I have been to Diagon Alley. Oh, uh, okay. In so Universal, you've so you've you've experienced it then. Mm-hmm. So, Michael, today I saw something on Twitter. Uh, it was a trending topic. Just. Hashtag lame ways to haunt someone. Mm. If you had to be haunted, what would be like the the dumbest but most annoying way for you to be haunted? <laughs> you know what? You know what the dumbest but most annoying thing to me right now is? Um, the fact that my dog sometimes wakes up in the middle of the night just panting really loudly and mm-hmm. I and wakes me up and then I can't fall back asleep. And so now I'm starting to think that maybe he just is haunted. Is possessed by a ghoul. Yeah, and he's possessed by a ghoul that is just trying to annoy the shit out of me. Yeah. You know what would be, for me, and this this already happens just because I don't change my settings, but, you know, on my new computer, whenever I click the link in Slack (laughs) and it opens it up in Microsoft Edge instead of Chrome, like, if a ghost just, like, did that, like, reset all of my browser stuff just, like, to open an Edge, Mm. like, like, that would be... That would be the kind of ghost that I would not tolerate. I would not like that ghost around. Yeah, it would be pretty. That'd be pretty annoying if that happened every time I opened it, and there's nothing I could do to fix it. Right. It just it's gonna do it every like no matter how many times I switch it back. This ghost is like the next day as I sleep, the ghost will just just spookify it one more time. Maybe if like the ghost inhabited whatever person was in front of me. Uh, on the sidewalk on the way to work and made them slow down and walk at a, like an angle that I couldn't get around them. <laughs> just kind of just jaunting around. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. That would be, yeah, I could see how that would be annoying. Yeah. I think like any ghost that really wanted to get to me, it's like, fine, kill me ghost. I don't care. <laughs> like just do it. If you inconvenience me in any way, shape or form, <laughs> you are now the most effective ghost of all time. <laughs> Because that shit lasts for, like, that's an effective haunting. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, if you're just, if you're going to kill me in my sleep or, like, possess a child, like, I'll fix that. Whatever. Mm -hmm. Or I die. Either one. But if you're going to mess with my my settings and all my cookies on my computer, now we got problems. (laughs) 
Yeah, if they like just changed around. Oh man, if they just changed around all their cell phone settings, like your your shortcuts, mm-hmm. right? Like what the buttons did. I mean, I'm I'm convinced Android is full of ghosts anyway, because sometimes like all of my app buttons just disappear or get moved <laughs> into different folders. Like I think Android is just chock full of of bad boy ghosts. Mm-hmm. So that's already there. I don't like those ghosts, but I also hate Apple. So kind of at an impasse. Well, uh, Joni Ive did say that. Miss, but you can misuse your phone by using it a lot. So, so the problem was the, with the iPhone is you're using you're the iPhone? using it too much, huh? Stop using too your much iPhone or just using it. Yeah, you're using it constantly is the problem. You're only supposed to use it once a day for ten minutes, and then you put it down so it can cool off and get back to its its uh its good state. I don't think he understands his his own business model. <laughs> Although he must be doing something right because Apple has like eighteen billion. They they also asked him about the the battery life of the Apple Watch. Um, he said that people were checking their email too often on it because because hey. notifications come in and people keep looking at them. <laughs> uh, it's almost like you sold people a device that kept them on edge and, and like notified of everything going on in their life at all times. And uh, oh, oops, you shouldn't use it that way. Sorry, idiots. Hmm. Hmm. I mean, he's maybe he's making a really good point, though. Like, we're too attached to our devices, and we just need to put them down for a little bit, you know? Yeah. The battery okay. would last for, like, three days if you just didn't look at your phone so goddamn much, Michael. Okay, but that's like your drug dealer telling <laughs> you that, like, hey, you know what? Sometimes you should just really be clear-headed to experience nature. And, like, <laughs> like I mean... You would that. make a good point. If you're high all the time, how do you know how good it feels to be high? It's just your natural point. state, you know? Mm-hmm. But he's still selling you drugs. Well, yeah, I mean, he still drugs. wants that sweet, sweet money. Right. No, I get it. <laughs> I'm just saying, fuck Joni Ive or Johnny Ive. <laughs> Is it Joni? Johnny? I think it's Johnny. I don't care. Johnny Anyways. Ive makes me think of Johnny Five, though. Yeah. Which is a racist movie. Did you know that? I kind of guessed. Because the, yeah. the, the main character in it, other than Johnny Five, is in brownface the entire movie. Yeah, that sounds pretty racist. He's not Indian at all. He's a very oh, white yeah, guy. Yeah, that's uh, Fisher, Fisher Stevens. Stevens. Yeah. yeah, just painted brown. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What a weird time we live. We live in. <laughs> we I li- did love. Er- I did love early edition though with Fisher Stevens. Mm-hmm. Great. Yeah, no, he's a good guy. Yeah, yeah, one, one, one mistake. <laughs> I have a, I have a question for you, Kush. Yeah, shoot. Say you wake up in King jo- Kim Jong Un's body. You can speak and understand Korean. Without uh-huh. getting assassinated by your commanders, how do you transition North Korea and its peoples from, from an Orwellian state of despair to a prosperous nation so that you can ride your fame to launch your career in music? Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> to become a music star. Okay. <laughs> Interesting. Well, I have played a lot of Tropico in my mm-hmm. day, so yeah. I know how to run a banana republic a dictatorship. Yeah. Um, hmm. It's the not getting killed by your job. Right, and you have to remember that your end goal is a prosperous career in music. Right, exactly. Well, So you don't want to do anything to hurt that. Right. Well, luckily I do know how to drop sick beats. Duh, obviously. Do I retain all my musical knowledge? Or do I have Kim Jong-un's musical knowledge? I mean, I would assume that you have, let's say, a combination of both. Okay, well, I hope he's good at music because I'm bad. So, um, <laughs> what kind of so music good. do you think he would he would like? I think he's definitely a DJ. Uh, okay, yeah, yeah, 
I, I could see him being like the techno Buddha DJ for sure. Um, luckily, DJ actually, Rocket no, no, no. Man. Actually, so we need to have my sister on here at one point because uh, she is uh, she's well versed in Korean boy bands. You think he's a grandpa- K-pop? You think he's a K-pop I think, star? I think he has dreams and aspirations of being a K-pop boy band like superstar. I think he's got a squad. I think he's got a dance routine that he has perfected, nailed down. Um, and I want I want to show that to the world if I'm trapped in his body for sure. I'm just surprised um, that we haven't seen something like that already. Like we already know he can shoot an 18. Well, that was his dad. On an 18. Oh, that's right. That's right. His dad probably has all the music skills. Well, his dad is a physical or was a physical specimen, had all all the best uh, scores in all the right sports. Um, so I, I don't think he would I don't think he would follow in his dad's footsteps in that regard. The assassination and murder of all of his family members and closest like confidants. Yeah, that one he's going to do. I don't think he's going to go for sports. I think he's going to, you know, I, I think he's athletic, obviously, but more of a dancer. He's an artiste. Than, uh, yeah, more of a dancer than a precision golfer. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. I mean, a lot of outside variables, too. You got uh, Mr. Donald J. Trump, who's just coming at me nonstop. And all, all I'm trying to do is show off my sick dance moves and my my dope lyrics. Um, and I got this clown saying he's going to start a nuclear war. So that's tough. Um, but you can put it, you can take that and put it into your, the feeling of your music, really. Yeah, it's true. So well, something I, I am concerned. With, so we, we talked a little bit about K-pop. I don't know if I would want a K-pop stars or a K-pop idol's life because their fans are pretty insane, uh, are pretty intense. Uh, they regularly break into hotel rooms where K-pop idols stay and like get their autographs. Um, okay. So what would you do though to transition? I would kill, I would kill every general okay. that I have. I mean that's 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 uh, that's a good way to just keep yourself from getting killed, I suppose. Yeah. Kill him right off the bat. That's personally, take, or just I. Th- I think I'm gonna have to do it personally. <laughs> yes, that, that it's gonna be a tough thing, but I think I have to just go ahead, put on my big boy dancing pants, and uh-huh. kill all my generals. It's a tough one. Um, let's see. Then, 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 then. Uh, sidebar. I just saw uh, Pornhub. You know they release all their stats. Yep. Um, they had. Uh, they asked the world if they're like, are you boober butts which is better and uh south korea all about those boobs north korea oh. all about butts okay so interesting I'm, apropos of nothing i'm just i just wanted to throw that into the mix probably gonna show off my butt is what i'm saying a lot um in my dance, you my ha- dance yeah i mean you got to yeah just really focus on on that juicy butt. those are your best um, assets hey <laughs> got them um let's see i think i think i would probably Record and release a viral dance video making fun of Trump. Ooh. Like, so get the message out there that one, people know I'm not fucking around. You know, I just killed all my generals. Also, I'm taunting the leader of the United States. Come at me. Mm -hmm. I I, I got those nukes, but I got sick dance moves too. So people, I get the message out that don't fuck with me. I'm very talented, multifaceted leader. Um, People see my moves. It might, it'd probably be a straight rip off of Psy. Like Gangnam Style, but you know, just just first I'll start with parody, then I'll move on to my true vision. Um, but then you're gonna be, you might go like have Weird Al situation where you just get stuck mm. in parody, you know? Oh, that's true. I, you know, all things considered, not a bad route. It's actually not. I mean, lucrative career, yeah. long career, that's for sure. 
Yeah, I think that's that's gonna get me on the. I'm gonna start with a viral video on 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 the YouTube's, uh, which I guess I would have to unblock so my people could see it. Shit, this is your own. You create your own YouTube, your Mm. own tube. (laughs) Kim Jong Un tube, yes. Um, And you call your band my my nuclear romance. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Now we're on to something. See, now we're on to something. Probably gonna have to kidnap a couple other talented artists to be in my group. I think I might need to leverage their their fame a I, little bit. I and let's not remember that I am still ruthless. Yeah, I say I read about how he uh, would kidnap uh, South Korean um, actors and make them act in uh, North Korean movies. So that yeah, wouldn't a, be out of the ordinary. Exactly. I mean, I think the the real problem here is that I'm a very soft boy. <laughs> Right, but see, yep. you're waking up in Kim Jong-un's body. Like, you're, Kim Jong-un is no, no longer in control of it. You are. That's what I'm saying. Me, Michael Jeffrey Cushing, uh-huh. I'm a very soft boy. I- I'm talking a big game here about killing generals and, like, kidnapping uh, talented people. I don't think you do it. That's not really my wheelhouse. Also, I thought legally your name was now Kush Cushing. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it! Yeah, someone someone made me split a check with the name Kush Cushion, so let's l- legally bind it. Yeah, you, you entered into a legal contract as under Damn Kush it. Cushing. So, fuck. Hmm. Well, Michael, what would you do? Where 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 would your machinations lie? Um. You know, I think that. Oh, man, it, I mean, it's tough because I gotta I gotta transition North Korea, but like with the goal of having a prosperous music career, right? So everything has to be thought of in that vein. Yeah. Right. So I have to transition my nation to a prosperous nation, but one that is just so obsessed with music, Mm -hmm. you know? So I think that I would have to like everything would have to be musical, right? Like I would say all my, all my state addresses, they'd have to be musical, right? There'd be a, there'd be backing tracks. You know, I'd probably rap in a little bit of them. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right. But just a little bit to start out, because I don't want anyone getting suspicious that I've switched bodies. So you're going to kidnap Manuel Miranda and have him write you sick raps. Yeah, I, I don't know if I'd have to kidnap him. I think I'd have to I'd have to convince him that, like, hey, Lin, like, I'm not Kim Jong-un, but I am. I need your help. Tall here, order. Right. I need you Michael. to write Hamilton. But for me. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, realistically, though, in North Korea, you could just have him do Hamilton, but replace Kim Jong-un as <laughs> Hamilton, because, like, pretty long history of North Korean leaders just, like, appropriating <laughs> or lying about their, their origin stories. So, what if, I, what if I just put out an album that is just basically just William Hung terrible, but, like, <laughs> mm-hmm. I tell everyone in North Korea that it's awesome. Right. Well, you want a global music career. That's you don't true. want to just be North Korean famous. This that's is true. We got you. Got to think bigger. That's true. Man, that's a tough one. Yeah, I I, I wish we had a better resolution on this one. <laughs> I, I want a path to victory. Uh, this is a this is this is a tough challenge in the old video game. Okay, here's what I would do. So you know, we just saw today that Donald Trump essentially challenged his own. Uh, his own uh, secretary of state to an IQ test, which mm-hmm. Mensa offered to moderate and score for them. <laughs> we know that Donald Trump can't let any slight go unresponded oh, to okay. or any like challenge go here. unnoticed. Yes. yes. So 
one, kill all those generals. Get them out of the way. <laughs> yeah, that right has away. to be Just, step one. We've already established step yeah. one, yes. You got to get those guys out of the way. Yes. Then challenge Donald J. Trump to a dance battle on neutral ground. Ooh. Tell him it has been served and it is on. <laughs> it is so on. <laughs> he will not be able to back down. He also can't dance. I can dance pretty well. I, I destroy him in a global dance battle. Yes. And then he's embarrassed. He tries to nuke me. He's going to nuke me, obviously. Yeah. The world goes nuts. But I'm a, I'm a, I'm a hit. Somehow I escape. <laughs> now I'm on the run. And I come back. DJ, DJ Un, just doing sick beats in the club. That's it. <laughs> maybe, but maybe as part of the dance battle, it's like, hey, you can't nuke me if I win. Like, them's the rules. That's, yeah, okay, fair. This is this is the rules. I'm going to build, in the DMZ, I'm going to build the sickest dance floor. It's got everything you need. It's got it's got water features in case you want to do some water dancing, like step up to, mm-hmm. you know? It's got it's got things you can jump on, you can hang from, you can do some parkour dancing. A lot of shipping containers you can oh, yeah. run up and do flips Fuck, off there's of. There's so much like shit step you can up, do. Like step up three, yeah. two to streets. Basically, <laughs> I'm going to watch all the step up movies and then build all of those. Mm-hmm. In the DMZ, you can do n- no rules, just right, however you want to dance. Right. However yeah. you want to dance, but you cannot nuke me when I beat you. Yeah, and I saw Donald Trump at that inaugural ball with Melania. Mm-hmm. No rhythm, no style, no pizzazz no. on that guy. No. I could dance like shit and wipe the floor with him, which is great, because <laughs> I can't really dance. But, but yeah, could you I'm, dance in Kim Jong-un's body? I'm pretty sure... I'm pretty sure the natural rhythm in my soul, Michael, could uh, could take over anybody. <laughs> it's infectious. <laughs> I don't care how ungainly the instrument. <laughs> the music flows through me. <laughs> I am one with the dance and the dances with me. <laughs> I think not only did we answer this question, but we have created the path to world peace. Yeah. All world leaders should challenge Donald Trump to some kind of dance battle. Mm-hmm. And here's here's where I'm going with this after. Because I, I think, obviously, Donald Trump will not allow that global interstellar embarrassment to stand. He's going to have to come at me. Mm-hmm. He's going to try to kill me. Probably nuke me. He's going to do it. <laughs> you know it. Somehow I escape. We all know that. But obviously. he thinks I'm dead. He thinks I'm dead, Michael. I spend the next 20 years. No, not 20 years because he'll, he'll be dead. Yeah. I spend the next five years should be growing a following, underground DJ, building a global loving audience. Five years later, I'd say, oops, it's me, Kim Jong-un. I'm back at it again. But now I, ha- now I have millions, billions of blo- like loving fans. And look, I'm back. I'm back to lead North Korea as the real, true, glorious leader. Back at it again. But now this time I have music in my soul. And I don't have to do it the old way. All the generals are dead anyway, so I come back. And they just love me. <laughs> it's a long con. Oh, maybe maybe at some big event that Donald Trump is supposed to be at, where he thinks he's mm-hmm. going to be honored. Yeah. Right? And they're like, oh, we have a special guest. And then out of the floor raises you. Up. And sometime in the intervening years, I figured out the brown note. And I play it. <laughs> and I make Donald Trump shit his pants like a big buffoon. <laughs> And now, and now I'm the president. 
Those that's in the Constitution. If you make the current president shit himself uncontrollably, you get to become the president of the United States. <laughs> <laughs> The 46th president of the United States, DJ Kim Jong Un. <laughs> what I want to know, though, is like, if you would have the 25th it, Amendment, <laughs> if you would have it, Kim Jong Un's body, though, does Kim Jong Un have it yours? Does he just wake up and like I go to do a podcast and all of a sudden he's like, "Who the fuck are you? I'm Kim Jong Un." I'm like, "Yeah, okay, okay, dumb dumb." And then he's not good at it. No, he's he's very, I think he'd be it. very bad at at being a podcast host. <laughs> How many episodes do you think it would take him for like him to get in the in the feel of it? Like, <laughs> how before he actually made a joke? <laughs> I think we'd probably be like five episodes in, and I'd be like, "Dude, penis, penises, anything?" And he might, I might he's get like, a smile out of him. And then he's just like, "I have the biggest penis on earth. It's for all the ladies, all the pleasure. I give them a million orgasms every time I put it in a woman mm-hmm. who I've I've had sex with many times. By the way, I'm going to kill you and, and your entire family. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Kush. <laughs> that was the dumbest thing we ever done. <laughs> I wonder how many episodes it would take me to realize that you were Kim Jong-un in your body. <laughs> for you to like actually believe. <laughs> like shit i'm pretty sure this is kim jong-un <laughs> actually <laughs> speaking of north korea i did read an article um last week that apparently america's love of bargain salmon may have accidentally subsidized the north korean development of nuclear weapons okay why uh, so apparently um i don't know exactly so first of all the headline for this fast company article is like needlessly like Focus on my mom. It just says, your mom's love of cheap salmon may have paid for North Korea's nukes. It's like, like, one. Fuck you, Fast Company. Yeah, like, you insulted my mom like three different ways in that one headline. <laughs> um, but so apparently, since it's hard to make money in North Korea, the country sends its workers overseas. It requires them to send at least 70% of their wages back to the government. So they work in construction along the Gulf. They build ships in Poland. They do, like, logging and stuff, basically all over the place. Um, and in China, they work in fish packing factories and all sorts of factories. Um, but so they can't get work permits due to UN sanctions. But anyone who's already there and making money can work there. But they still have to uh, send their money back. And we're not supposed to import those products into the U.S., but... Uh, we totally do sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, so the a the Associated Press uh, found out that uh, we've actually been financing North Korea's government by buying fish, hmm. and probably a whole bunch of other stuff like hmm. clothes and wood flooring and all all stuff. So, <laughs> oops, <laughs> oops, oopsie doodles. Yeah, whoopsie daisy. And that's why it's important to buy stuff made in the USA, Michael. <laughs> buy American. Buy American so you don't finance Kush and Kim Jong-un's body to become a worldwide Except if I, do, if, if I do become, like, I need that money. I'm going to need funds to right. make my DJ career happen. So keep so buying right. cheap salmon. Yeah. Just yeah. in case Kush wakes up in Kim Jong-un's body. Which we all know is going to happen at this point. It's going to be the worst Freaky Friday of all time, but it's, we know it's going to happen. <laughs> 
in what in what situation would you be paying peeing into the same fountain as kim jong-un though hmm that's a grim hmm probably i can't imagine one i think this is gonna have to be like we accidentally logged into like the same StarCraft two server or something. We were playing against each other and like we both went to like execute a move at the same time and like uh, yeah. somehow we both beat each other at the same time and like both cursed at each other in the same way at the same moment and that that spark just like switched our bodies across across the world. Uh-huh. It's, it had to be something like that. That makes sense. Yeah. Do people still play StarCraft two? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I bet they do in North Korea. It's like all they have. Mm-hmm. Actually, I take it back. They don't have computers. Some of them do. They hacked all of our stuff. They hacked Sony real good. That's true. That's how we found out about uh, Sony asking uh, Disney for $5 billion to get the rights to Spider-Man. <laughs> um, Michael, you know how cops try to be funny on social media sometimes? Yeah. Sometimes they actually they actually nail it, but sometimes they don't. I'd say more often than not, they don't. I want to keep us over in the uh, in the old Western Hemisphere. No, Eastern Hemisphere. Whatever. Wherever New Zealand is, go back to our favorite country. Oh, I love New Zealand. Yeah, you're not going to like this one. <laughs> um, so apparently the, a New, the New Zealand police, apparently they just have one police force for the, the country. Um, they are known to use... Uh, memes and gifts to kind of get their messages across, which is not uncommon for uh, police Twitter accounts. Um, Who runs police Twitter accounts? Usually like high the, school uh, interns? The, no, it's like the public information officer, typically, I believe. Huh. Basically, whoever normally talks to the press and does all that fun stuff. Generally, people with like a, pu- a college degree in public relations. Okay. okay. Um, but I'm going to share something with you. Um, so, obviously... Police officers often have the uh, the grim job of telling family members that their loved ones have died. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to share an image with you, Michael. <clears throat> Please describe it as soon as it arrives. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. So it is a picture of uh, Michael Scott. Um, you know, Steve Carell as Michael Scott in the office. With the caption, this is the worst. And um, the tweet above it by the New Zealand police says, when we have to tell someone their family member has died in a crash. <laughs> ah, ha, 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 that's, oh, funny workplace humor. The only way this could be worse is if they had included, like, TFW when we have to tell someone or, like, MFW. Like, <laughs> my face when we have to tell someone their family member died in a crash like apparently they removed it immediately thankfully I should hope so so part of me so obviously my first instinct was to laugh oh, horribly yes. mm-hmm. so they didn't do this in response to someone actually dying like they didn't they hadn't like just told someone that like like a family member that someone had died and then posted this they just did it which I, I kind of get they just saw like, the they, picture and were like yeah, you know what? I can I can do something with this. Yeah, I just like part of me is just like they have a tough job. Like one, having to see that death, and then two, like having to tell someone. Mm-hmm. So like my first thing was like, okay, that's I get why they did it, but they shouldn't have posted that. But holy shit, cops don't try to be funny on social media. <laughs> I'm intrigued by the fact that like New Zealand just has one police. 
I am like I wonder if it's like that's like their FBI or like is it or, like just, we like, have state police versus like city and county police and they just have like their state police is just New Zealand police. I think uh, yeah. Or does I, everyone I, work for the New Zealand police? That is police. It's so weird. I'm gonna look into this. Give me a second. Can like it'd be weird to have like the United States police, right? So this is so I mean like the. The museum police website is police.gov.nz. Huh. Um, so, like, pretty sure they're just a straight up, like, uh, national police force, <laughs> which is weird. And I will say, <laughs> most of their last couple posts are all about their police dog puppies, which Aww. pretty smart, uh, all things considered. You got to clean out that, you got to clean that palate, you know? Mm hmm. Cleanse that. Who's a, who's a good boy? Who's chewing on his doghouse? <laughs> a little bumper. You can't chew on that doghouse. Ooh, a police cat. What the hell? Police cat? What a progressive country they are. No oh, way. there's a picture of a cop with Darth Vader. That's pretty messed up. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Speaking of people being arrested. Mm-hmm. Go on. Uh, so there was a man uh, who was arrested for public, public intoxication in uh, Casper, Wyoming. Dad, but when he was arrested, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Go on. I don't, there's no picture. I mean, it could be your dad. Could be. Was your dad in Casper recently? No, I think uh, so. he doesn't like to leave the house. <laughs> well, he claimed that he had traveled back in time to warn of an alien invasion. Okay. He claimed he was from the year 2048, and he was warning the people of Casper that aliens will arrive next year. And he asked to speak to the president. Of the town. <laughs> Hello, president, Mr. President of Casper, Wyoming. <laughs> president Casper. He was only able to time travel because aliens filled his body with alcohol. Is that how you do it? Yeah. Yeah, apparently they pumped him full of alcohol, and so he was able to, to, to time travel. He was supposed to go to 2018, not 2017, so he's a year early. But that just gives him more time to stop the aliens. I mean, all things considered, pretty, like... If he's a year early, but aliens are coming next year, mm-hmm. why did why did they why did the aliens say or why why would the people in time travel feature folks why were they cutting it so close you know good thing they they missed by a year we wouldn't have any time to prep yeah now I mean got- that always happens in time travel movies like oh we need to to send you back to like we need to save Sarah Connor from the Terminator it's like we'll just just send her back even farther and give her a little bit extra time not the day yeah. of man yeah come on. You have literally all of linear time to send me to. Give yeah. me some room to work with. Exactly. You know? I, all things considered, though, I do think that this method of time travel has one, like, I'm glad you mentioned Terminator. Like, you know, theirs was like, what, no synthetic fibers could go through the, the time portal? Mm-hmm. Um, I think, like, this one, all you have to be is, like, fucking drunk to go back in time like that's better because that way i can wear my cool future clothes yeah well what if he is telling the truth like what if the they figured out the way to travel back in time is you just have to be just pumped full of alcohol and like most of the people who they arrest who are just hammered drunk are actually time travelers well michael i do like to think that I myself have time traveled <laughs> via the magic of alcohol more than a time or two. Exactly. I always go. I always go forward. Yeah. Though. Yeah. I mean, you have to be able to control it better. Right. Yeah. Maybe I just. Maybe it's like lucid dreaming. I just haven't mastered the trick mm-hmm. of like when I'm when I'm on the cusp, when I'm ready to teleport forward in time. 
They might just go backward. Yeah, see, in twenty in like twenty forty eight, they figure out the exact right amount of alcohol that you need. Mm-hmm. So sometimes people like accidentally get there, right? Interesting. They don't know what's going on. They They're have just no confused. idea. Just like mm-hmm. all of a sudden, it's like, hey, I'm hammered, but it's like 1982. Now I'm back in dinosaur time. Shit. Fuck. And then you're screwed because there's no alcohol in dinosaur times. Right. And then you can't get back. No. And they're not going to give you more alcohol to get back because they're like, hey, you're a drunk. You're gonna need to, you need to sober up. What's well, the nice thing about sobering up? You can get unsober pretty quickly <laughs> if you if you want to, <laughs> if you're determined enough. I do I do find it interesting that people in the future always send back their most unreliable folks. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, I know this guy was all all tuned up on on that good sauce, but you know, clear, surely they could have written something down with him, given him a note. To bring back something. Have you ever seen he's definitely monkeys? from the future, right, Michael? He's definitely from the future. Yeah, obviously. Yeah. It's like a 12 monkey situation. Mm-hmm. Right? It's like yeah. uh, they don't send their, their best and their brightest back because you don't know if it's going to work. Right. You they might explode it. halfway there. It's true. Or lose their minds. Send so a dummy. Yeah, you got to send, drunk, you gotta send drunk asshole. an idiot back and hope and just keep your fingers crossed. Which is why there's so many drunk idiots. You just keep sending drunk idiots back. I hate I hate those future people sending those drunk idiots yeah. back here. You just, just keep them there. You hope just... that one gets through and figures it out. Mm-hmm. It's nice to know that even after the aliens take over, um, and then like 30 years later, there's still alcohol, though. I mean, that's, again, nice thing about alcohol. Not too hard to make. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I was thinking, it's like, oh, no, no, no alcohol back in dinosaur times. I don't know. I could, I could figure it out. But it would take a while. I don't know, just put a bunch of dino fruits in a bag and just let it ferment for a little bit. Listen, Michael. If, what the if fuck is a dino fruit? You know what I meant. Dino, <laughs> like megafauna and flora from back in the day. I don't know. I'll figure it out. Find some massive pomegranate the size of my head. I'll make pomegranate wine. Michael, if if prisoners can figure it out in a toilet, I can I can make one with a velociraptor skull. <laughs> put some fruit in there and let it ferment. It's fine. <laughs> What would be the mechanism for alcohol making you travel back in time? I'm not a, I'm not a physicist or a chemist, Michael. I don't fucking know. You're the, you're the engineer. And you're also the one who read the article. I don't know. That's it. That was the. I gave you exactly the amount of information that was in this article. Fair enough. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think it's all. I mean, at that point, if alcohol is a secret, I think it's something that. Time travel just exists in us human beings already. It's just a it's a mental block. It was it's kind of again like the lucid dreaming, along. like the lucid dreaming. Mm-hmm. It's like we just have to be in the right mental state to let go of our conscious selves in this point in linear time. It's like the and, Wizard of Oz. Yeah, your yeah. heart was in you all along, and the ability to time travel to any exactly. point you want. Yeah, I have one more. I have one more question that's semi related. You have the ability to teleport 10 tons of jello to any point in history. Your goal is to cause the most chaos and destruction. Where and when do you send all of this jello? Speaking of time travel. Okay. Hmm. Okay, so this is a 10 tons of loose jello or like a 10 ton jello It doesn't cube. specify, but like I'm, just, I'm assuming it can be whatever form you want it to take. It could be jello like powder raining down from the heavens. It could just be a big jello wrestling because now i'm thinking of a 10 ton one cube jello jiggler <laughs> just like like just massive appearing out of nowhere and 
Have you ever seen the dome? Uh, like the Stephen King book? No. Or yeah, so book and then TV show where just like a town in New England gets trapped under a glass dome. Okay. I gotta think like putting London underneath a, <laughs> a jello cube would be pretty good. Um, okay, so where do I think it would cause the most panic? Hmm. A couple factors here. You do it at a certain time. I feel like someone might see a 10 ton blob of jello as a god. A vengeful god come to wreak havoc and destruction. That would be pretty funny. I don't know how it would change the course of history. I almost think that doing it pretty recently might also have the same effect and on like a wider scale. Just like depending on if I can, can I make it levitate in the air? Yes. You can do whatever you want. Okay. If I can do whatever the fuck I want, I'm definitely going to make a 10 ton block of jello appear in the sky over a major American city. In, like, modern day. Like, probably, like, 1995. Oh, okay. Oh, no, no. Probably a little bit later. I think it, I think the internet has to be a thing so that this, like, a flying block of green jello, or at this point, a flying translucent green block in the skies above something. So people don't know what it is. By the time they get around to investigating it, worldwide panic. People are freaking out that a flying green cube has appeared <laughs> in the skies over an American, uh, a global city. Everyone's afraid. And then, like, maybe, like, two hours later, after, like, the military comes and shoots a missile at it and just, like, jello rains to the ground. Like, oh, fuck, it was jello the whole time. <laughs> I find it interesting that you you imagined the green jello. Yeah. Hospital green, shitty uh, lime jello. See, I was imagining you thinking? red. You're imagining red? Hmm. Yeah, like a, like, a, like a watermelon jello. I wonder what that says about us. Huh. I think it's because I hate jello, and I imagined the worst flavor of it. Oh, see, I like jello. Jello's delicious. By the way, uh, 10 tons, 20,000 pounds of jello would be about, I think it's about 2,500 gallons of jello. Okay. So I don't know how big of a cube that would be. Hmm. 2,500 gallons. It's 500 gallons by 500 gallons, if you think of like a a, Hmm. a cube of a, or a square, I guess. So it's not that big. Big enough to get noticed, though. Yeah, definitely big enough to get noticed. Hmm. It's like a couple hundred feet. On the side. Yeah, definitely a modern, like fairly recent flying over a, a large city. If I can somehow make it broadcast a message, I would do that. <laughs> Maybe it, it pulsates like a yeah. like a Morse code. Mm hmm. Just and it would just be re- like just gibberish to it. Like nothing, nothing of note. Just like kind of making people think it's something. And then, then inevitably it gets blown up and just rains shitty jello all over people. And they're like, oh, man, we got goofed again. Yeah, because if you did it sometime where Jello didn't exist, people would not only would they be freaked out, but they probably just start killing randomly because that's yeah. what they did back in the day when they didn't understand things. What does it mean? I better murder my neighbor. Mm-hmm. Well, so what would you do, Michael? I would drop all ten fucking tons in one column shape, the size of a fat human being, right on Donald Trump during his inauguration. Like, as he was about to say the oath, just, like, a column of jello just fucking flattens his stupid fat Cheeto ass. And it would be orange jello for this one. Clearly. Mm. Obviously. I was I was going to say, it's like, well, Michael, it is jello. It wouldn't flatten him. I mean, it would just go inside of it. But then I was like, it is 10 tons. It so is 20,000 pounds of jello. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah, I can see how that would. And hopefully he'd be like a turkey and he would see it before it came up and he would look up in the air and open his stupid fat mouth while it poured so, into his stupid so, fat face. <laughs> um, so question though, because like one, if you're dropping that much that much gelatin mm-hmm. on, on Trump at the inauguration, mm-hmm. 
you might hit Michelle Obama by accident. Are, it was raining, though, we, so everyone we, had ponchos. That's true. <laughs> they were already true. ready. But are, are we talking about, like, you're dropping this, like, a tungsten rod from space to, like, for maximum, like, or, orbital insertion and de- <laughs> destruction? Um, like, are you driving him 100 feet into the Earth? No, I just thing? straight into the Earth. Okay. Yeah. So you've dropped this thing from orbit. Yeah, it's, I just dropped it's, it it's straight from a, orbit. It's moving at a pretty good clip. Yeah, so, okay, so Michelle might get a little bit of splash on yeah, her, but she's going to be fine. She's fine. It's jello. Okay. It'll wash right off. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I can't really argue with that. <laughs> Who was who died at his after his like from speaking like a turd in the in the rain? Yeah, wasn't it like Harrison? McKinley? Harrison? No, nah, it's Harrison. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this dweebus got killed by a collar of jello from space. <laughs> Worst president ever. What happens? What happens if the the president elect dies before he takes the oath the of oath? office? Is it just the runner up? I don't know. I think it, I think it would probably go to Congress to vote on, if I understood all the people doing like their stupid runoff uh, analysis, like right before the election happened. I, I think it might. I think Congress would decide. Mm. Mm. Which at that point, I think they would have just like elected Mitt Romney or something. <laughs> they would have elected a giant column of Jello as president. <laughs> it's like, oh, thank God. <laughs> oh, it's not sentient. Great, that's yeah. a step up. Super cool, love it. We uh, we submit to our new uh, Jello overlords. <laughs> Whoever dropped this Jello from the sky is definitely our new king. <laughs> Thank you, God. Um, oh, Michael, we didn't talk about the the, the week's biggest news. Oh, what's that? Uh, AOL Instant Messenger is going away. Aww. Where where will I leave my my horribly angsty emo uh, lyrics? Yeah, how will I let people know I'm sleeping by? Posting different lyrics to Beatles songs about sleeping. How will I tell my mom to get off the phone so I can chat with my friends? Hey, <laughs> uh, well, Instant Messenger was the best. I mean, yeah, it was the goddamn best. Yeah. It was awesome. I miss it so much. What was your What was your screen name? I had two. Um, the, oh. My eventual one was Cushball Twenty, of course. Yes, um, Cush Ball. Um, but my original was Meraxes 15. Meraxes? Meraxes, Michael, <laughs> is the name of a dragon uh, in Game of Thrones. <coughs> hmm. Hmm. Man, you were so you were you're like Game of Thrones hipster. Mm-hmm. This was back in the day. 15 being my age when I read Game of Thrones. Wow. wow. Yeah. I was Hoops 582. Hoops? Because I liked basketball. And were you born in May, May of 82? Yeah. That I was born in the year AD 582. I am immortal. Oh, well, shit. Mm-hmm. Have you ever seen a, a massive floating block of jello over a major city? I, your, I have not yet. This, I have not yet. All your time on this world? But I assume when you get drunk enough one day, you will do it. Yeah, that's a, if, if, the thing is, if I get drunk and come back in time, I'm not warning fucking anybody about shit. I'm going to fuck with people. <laughs> like, I'm going to bring a ten like ton block of jello. Like, fuck it. Like if the you know this world deserves aliens coming to, to fuck with us. Like I'm not telling shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. I will probably help make them safe. Instant messenger. Though. I'll start some rumor like the only way to drive the aliens away is to save aim. <laughs> you have to you have to keep it up. <laughs> the the weird thing though is that like people still don't they don't have to give up their AOL um, email addresses though, which is good because now you get to know who who's old as shit. There have been a couple times where I've gotten like 
emails from people like professionally or even resumes mm-hmm. and people have their AOL email as their I'm just like no you're not part of this world anymore yeah it's <laughs> like <laughs> you're clearly not prepared to be part of the digital like millennium go away people people who fear change so much that they will not change to a different email server no nope. <laughs> i do love, like a lot of like the outrage about like aim going away is just like this was my like messenger of choice still it's like who the fuck do you talk to yeah. on yeah. AOL Instant Messenger yeah. at this point? Although I will say with the AOL screen, or I mean uh, the AOL um, email addresses, I do still have my college cell phone number. It's oh, kind of the same. I mean, I've had the same number since You just don't want people to have to learn a new email address, you know? And it's also like, I don't want to, like... I don't want to remember a new phone number. Like, I, if I can keep my, like, West Palm Beach area code phone number forever, I probably will. Mm-hmm. Unless something, like, forces me to change. Like, one, that's just a lot of, like, I got to tell people that my number is changing, that I actually care about talking to me. And I don't <laughs> want to do that. I'll just announce it on on this podcast. <laughs> just announce it on Instant Messenger. Oh, oh. Hey guys, I uh, hope you're hope you're doing good. Here's some dashboard confessional lyrics, and my number's changing next week. I I'm having to go to US Cellular from Singular, so I lost my number. <laughs> All right, Michael, it's been lovely talking with you once again. Uh, everyone, if you enjoyed this show, you can find out more information about it at GoodBuddyMedia.com. Uh, every once in a while, I do a blog post. I did one for last week's episode, just kind of dumb stuff, but. You can find out more information on uh, the show there. You can also find information on our other show, Longest Days of Our Lives, which Michael and I do with our friend Curtis, where we watch every single episode of the hit early 2000s TV show, 24, uh, starring Kiefer Sutherland as Jack Bauer. Uh, we are just about to start season two, and I could not be more excited. Mm-hmm. Curtis is not so excited about it, but uh, <laughs> he's going to have to get over it. Um, so, yeah. We're, I think he'll you... get over it as soon as he sees the first, like, 45 minutes of this, ep- this season. It gets buck wild right from the Real get-go, fast. and I love it. Real fast. Yeah. So, uh, if you like this show, you'd probably like that one. Um, even if you've never seen 24, we've had plenty of people tell us that they don't watch. They've never watched it. Uh, they just like us three goofballs making fun of early 2000s tv so um if you like this show you'd probably like that one so you can uh check that out and michael how else can people help us out yeah you can find us on twitter and facebook at t-i-l-p cast um and you can find us on all of your favorite podcast apps uh you know stitcher podbean itunes uh iheart radio tune in all those good ones um hopefully spotify soon as well um you know, when you do find us on one of those, uh, you know, subscribe to us, like us, leave us a comment. That's really the best way for us to kind of move up the charts is with those those great ratings. Um, and also when you uh, see us post something, if you follow us on Twitter or Facebook, uh, please share. Um, and if you, uh, you know, have a good story for us or you want to comment on one of our stories that we've talked about, you know, feel free to shoot us a comment or uh, send us an email at goodbuddymedia at gmail.com. We love hearing from our fans. Uh, and, um, you know, if there's something that uh, we're talking like we know something about and uh, we don't, <laughs> and you do, and you want to come on like our good friend, uh, our good juggle friend Josh, uh, Scrubby Josh, last week, you know, let us know. Hit us up. We're always uh, yeah. happy to hear from fans. And Michael, do you want to tell everyone about uh, Two Pods a Day? 
<laughs> yeah, we're a, doing a, a campaign called Two Pods a Day. Um, the number two and then pods a day. Um, find that at hashtag two pods a day or at two pods a day dot wordpress dot com. Um, it is a campaign that aims to highlight um, different NB podcasts throughout the month of October um, to a day. Uh, hence the name. Um, and we're, you know, we reviewed a, a couple other podcasts, um, you know, and we're, we're doing some, uh, hashtagging and, you know, talking about it on the show. So, um, you know, go check that out and see if there's any other podcasts on there that sound interesting. The ones we listened to were great. Um, it's always good to, ha- to listen to another independent podcast. They have all different types, comedy, drama, um, you know, TV, movies, you know, kind of whatever your, your fancy is for podcasts, they're, they're highlighting them all. So, um, check that out. Yeah. Uh, well, Michael, it's been lovely talking with you today and, uh, thank you to everyone for listening. Uh, Michael, you want me to hit you with a quick little shower thought? Please do. This is from Patrick Grubish on Twitter. Grubish. Circus Circus, a film about circus animals where Andy Circus does the acting and motion capture for every animal and character. Hashtag shower thoughts. <laughs> family, family circus circus. Ooh. Where Andy just, Circus does a movie where he's the, all the characters in family circus or family circus 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 where the family circus characters go to the circus, but everyone's played by Andy Circus, including all of the characters in family circus and all of the circus animals. And really, it's just a lot of footsteps uh, from little Jeffy running around and just like <laughs> through a tiger's mouth. It's a lot of work for Andy Circus. Yeah, but he can do he's, it. He's so talented. Michael, it's been great talking with you. Love you, buddy. Love you too. Toodles. Toodles.